Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 160. We made it. Yes, here we are. It's good. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper, Strawberries, and Cream. Mm. Which is the new flavor at the office this week. I'm very thankful. For Valentine's Day? It was a Valentine's Day edition. We're filming this. Is it a Valentine's Day edition? I think that's why they brought it out. They would have to During this time. I'm just guessing. I don't know how Dr. Pepper's... uh, Wait, isn't that the works. isn't yeah. that the the soup the commercial that was forever the berries and cream guy? Wasn't that his thing? Really? On the Super Bowl? I'll tell you this former staff member, current student ministry volunteer Bill Kaufman used to send me and he I guarantee you he doesn't listen to this so this no, doesn't matter. He, doesn't. he used to send me well, the guy who he go, was for a while I know. Berries and cream, berries and cream. It was a whole Dr. What Pepper commercial. It's a it's a little tiny dude. Producer Sawyer, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. Oh, are you the talking the about the guy who sings on the, the Little Sweet? Little Sweet. Little Sweet. And he, I think he has a song that's like Berries and Cream. Really? Someone who listens to this, email into the podcast okay. and, and and vindicate The me. fact that Bill knows that shocks me. Me too. No, the Little Sweet guy? Yeah. Oh, man. He would send me those commercials. He loved Little Sweet. He was like, what? you should do something with this with the students. What? I don't know what. But Bill loved it. He can. Wow. He can. That does not, not seem Kaufman like to me. He loved it. Let me see. He, he would love the fact that we're talking about him. Right I'll tell you this much. Google loves the fact that we're talking about it because the moment I typed in doctor, mm-hmm. it pulled up Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. It's listening. It knew what we it knew what we wanted. It's fantastic, by the way. If you haven't tried it, it's a very good drink. So. Okay. I'm thinking of two different things. There was a Dr. Pepper berries and cream, but it got discontinued. Uh-oh. They decided strawberries. I guess. So it's all marketing. That's what it means. Yeah. Okay. So we're not here to talk about soft drinks. Okay. We're here to talk about sin and disease. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) We're here to talk about sin and disease. Another episode in the can. The great, (laughs) these great topics that we are are given. Sin and disease. And disease. I'm not criticizing our question askers. They're amazing. They keep us talking. Uh, they give us a reason to sit here in front of these cameras. I want to be. I want to be clear. You do not keep us talking. <laughs> Whether we have questions or not, we probably, probably all would talk. be talking about berries and cream or some other oh, thing. Yeah. You guys keep us talking about productive things. Nathan and I talk a lot. Jason doesn't often talk as my much. My wife will tell you I talk in my sleep. So oh, I about the the demons and ghosts that I see in our bedroom. Okay. So they freak her out. That's another podcast. My wife's a whole other one. Has found I drive cattle still in my sleep. <laughs> You haven't done that for a long time. Gets in your blood. Yeah, like, hey, 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 let's go. Are we sure that's cattle you're screaming well, at? Yeah. Um, I've, I've heard you scream at people that way. He's also screaming at the demons in his head. <laughs> that's right. Stop it. Okay. Question for today. Can you please explain how disease and illness lines up with sin? I think that all bad things are a result of sin. But that doesn't explain why some are born with illness or they get cancer, etc. It doesn't seem to equal out that people who are afflicted are always that way because of their sins. That's the question. Well, I, think I think you have answered your own. I know. I yes. think you've answered yourself. We'll and Jesus anyway. directly answers the very final question about whether people re- receive individual illnesses mm-hmm. because of their or someone else's yes. their parents sin if it, if if maybe a, a more succinct way to say it is is illness a direct consequence of sin and Jesus says no it is mm-hmm. not i it is not karmic 
I did bad. Now no, I have cancer. Yeah, now I have a, a new one. Yeah. So read John chapter nine. Yeah. If you're wondering what we're talking about, that it's the most explicit answer to that question. Well, and then on bad things, there's the place where they come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's a tower that has collapsed, and there's a place where I don't think he says Pilate, but we know through history, Pilate basically murdered a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. at, mm-hmm. uh, that there was a little the uprising they were at the temple, and he they were giving their sacrifice. He just killed them and mixed their blood. Jesus says mm-hmm. with their sacrifices, and Jesus basically says to people. You think because they died, they're more sinful than you? You got another thing coming. It didn't have anything to do with them being bad right. people that mm-hmm. any of that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So so it is not the, the final part. Illness, disabilities, those things. God is not punishing individual people uh, with illnesses or disabilities. He is that's that's not not in not in the sense that we think of of punitive. I pick you out and you get it, and this person doesn't. Because they were a better or what more moral person. Yeah, I was just trying to look through the list of questions there. So, can you please explain does illness, diseases and illness line up with sin? So they don't. So we can't. They don't line up in that. Yeah. You sin, and there's they're not one for one. No, but illness and sickness came into the world because of sin. Right. That is true. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where it began to get off track, or you heard that at some point. That, I believe, is true, that the world got broken uh, with sin, and all the wrong things that we see happen in our world are are a result of original sin that Mm -hmm. took place and unleashed evil in our world. And God is that. God, through Jesus coming and and canceling the consequences of sin, Mm -hmm. and through the church expecting that the kingdom would begin to break out and eventually at the end of this era, the kingdom will rule. Mm -hmm. And then all of that will be done away with. That's the end of the book of Revelation. Right. That's all going to be done, and we'll go back to the way that it was originally intended to be. So there won't be any of that. So that did happen through sin. But individual people, yeah, that's... And what I have found, speaking more on a pastoral note, um, I do find that this this feeling or this um, belief... uh, I think it's ingrained in a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, what even even people who you wouldn't consider necessarily religious people, I just I, I sense that we all carry around this idea of when if something bad has happened to me, if I get sick or if someone I love dies or something bad happens to me, there there's this thing in us that we do want to line that up. We want to balance that out so that because. To live in a world that feels just so random is often a fearful thing for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a struggle for it's control. It's a real struggle. And so I think that tendency in you and maybe even, maybe you ask this question because you know somebody, that thing in us to try and balance the scales is is, is there. Um, and I think that's what, I think that's what's so beautiful about what the gospel can really do for us when we when we trust in in it and in Jesus to, to understand that, that 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 thing in me that that needs to have a have a reason for why this happens. No, I don't necessarily have to have to reconcile all of that. But I do know that what what Ed just said is true. That in Jesus, all things will be made new. All things will be made right. And there is a trajectory that history is on. That if I if if I align myself with that 
with that trajectory, the kingdom of God, then those things will all be made right again. Um, I don't have to. Balancing the scale is not going to do it. That's mm-hmm. right. So, And trying to say that God causes things, mm-hmm. if I that helps me to find purpose in it. I've never yeah. really understood that. God is at work in everything. Yeah. And I boy, I have I have a really hard time putting the face of Jesus on that he causes, you know, children to be born yeah. with physical struggles. I, I have a hard time putting that on that. Can can their families grow and develop and faith deepen and yeah. God work with them through that? That's true. But that doesn't mean he caused it. God's greater. God can bring about good without having caused the bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would need to be able to cause everything and plan every step out if I were going to win. <laughs> but I, that's because I don't have infinite ability to work through all kinds of things. God does. Well, and I think, you know, you look at the life of Jesus and what you see is, where Jesus goes, it seemed like, certainly within himself, the power of sin was completely nullified within himself. He never sinned. He didn't seem to live uh, under that, but he willingly stepped into places of sin and suffering, whether it was sinful people mm-hmm. or suffering people or within the the cross taking on all sin and suffering. And there was this way um, that he allowed the, the, the power of heaven which, as Ed has already said, one day we will live in the fullness of where there will be no sickness and there will be no you know, disability and all of these things that are a result of sin will be gone away with. Jesus would heal those things and he would do that. And then he sends out his disciples and, and the empowerment that he has for us. And I think when, when we look at, you know, and when we look at the sin and the suffering in this world and we look at the brokenness in the world, um, for believers... I don't think our question should be, I get why your question is, because I think it's the question everyone has of, did God cause this? And the question is, where is God in this? And where we know is that God is right beside those who are suffering. And he has called, you know, we talked about on Sunday, my job is to see where God is at work. Um, And if I'm a believer and it does not lead me towards um, people who are sinful and suffering, um, I may not be following God where he's going, because where I know is God is, among the poor and the brokenhearted and the suffering. And so when I look at that, you know, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, famous now phrase that has been become viral of when, when he was young and he'd see tragedy, his mother would say, look for the helpers, look for the people who are helping. The, the point I think that we should take away is that God is calling me to be a part of the healing of this world and the healing of people. And he invites us to pray for healing. And there are people who just regularly experience things that you would have to call miraculous healing based on people praying and working and being involved in what's going on. And so I think when you see suffering in the world, um, I get why naturally we question, did God cause it? Did that person cause it because they were bad somehow? But Jesus' point, going back to John 9, is, uh, you know, the disciples want to have this theological debate of who ca- who caused mm-hmm. this man to be blind? It's mm-hmm. a man who's born blind. And Jesus, I think Jesus is like, look, he's blind. He's not deaf. He can hear everything mm-hmm. you're saying. Let's just heal the dude. You know, because he goes, while there's still light in the world, let's go and let's work. Let's mm-hmm. do the work of the, the one who's in the light. And now we don't know necessarily 
that just because I pray for someone to be healed, they're going to be healed, or just because I go and work with someone, maybe my job is just to suffer alongside them and mm-hmm. to be with them and to bring comfort. Yep. But certainly my goal is to move towards those who are suffering. But we think of that as a lesser thing than just— What do you mean? When Well, being with people. Being with people mm. as, as just fixing it. Mm. And um, it, you just reminded me, I'm looking at the date. What, what date is this uh, podcast? It's on the— um, February 28th. Okay, so I will not have preached this message yet, <laughs> but I just finished writing it, so it's like in me right now. Um, this idea that uh, we have this we have this uh, perception of, of God and, and what He does with His power, mm. and we often don't have a, a category for the way God intervenes in, in the world. We have this idea that God has the power to take away sin and evil, therefore He either... He either is the author of it or he just eradicates it. And that's that's a, a paradigm of having power over something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be talking in a few weeks about the power of God is a power under. Mm-hmm. It is a power that 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 comes along and it's slow and it works long over the long term. It's not a in in the way that Jesus and his kingdom is breaking forth in this world. We often see that as a lesser thing than just coming over and just just being done with it, right? And fixing all things instantly. Uh, Jesus showed us pictures of that through his miracles. But this back to your favorite uh, phrase: the slow uh, ferment, patient ferment <laughs> of the patient kingdom. Ferment. The yes. patient ferment of the early church. The patient ferment of the kingdom that works its way mm-hmm. throughout history is a power that just comes underneath and begins to change things. In in a in a slow in a in a in honestly doing it through his his church mm-hmm. through people we talk about God partnering with uh, with us to bring the kingdom into the world that is not any way that any person would ever have done oh, it no. we would never think of that we right. would just say well okay God's goal is to want to fix this world to to be whole and bring shalom as we mm-hmm. talk about to this world well fix it just do it you got to power do it and. God's like, well, love does differently. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I love these creatures that I made, and I'm wanting, I want to partner through them. And then we also know that any other way of of fixing the sin problem in our world would actually cause more resistance, mm-hmm. because when you exercise power over something, there's always going to be pushback and there's war. But the only way to win people's hearts and to win this world back to the to to the, to the state that God wants it to be in is to exercise that power underneath. And so I, I think we what we feel when we talk ask questions like this is often that conflict internally on us is is if God is this like this, then he would be like this. Right. And he would do it this way. He would either be the author of this or he would fix it. And I don't think that's a proper way to see God in his power. Yeah. And don't you think, you know, I just think about for people, I don't know who you are or why you have this question. But I know those of us who do ministry, uh, we end up seeing a lot of people in um, a lot of suffering and a lot of suffering that was not that was caused by them and a lot of suffering that was not caused by them. Someone else's sin put on them. And what I mean by that, just to clarify the sake of this, someone made bad choices and it hurt this person directly, abuse or trauma or neglect or something like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, or just horrific circumstances out of anyone's control. And I've had people ask before, you know, how do you do that? 
How do you deal with that? And does it affect your faith in a negative way? And the truth is for me, it has only ever affected my faith in a positive way because I get to be a part of God's healing process in the world. And I don't mean that I have fixed this person's problem yeah. or any of that. Sometimes I will say that I have prayed for people and I've worked with people and I have seen things happen in that person's life that could not be explained. It could only be God right. at work in their lives. And the way I heard, as all good preachers do, I heard another preacher use a similar illustration. So now I've taken it and it's mine. Yep. Uh, and the one that I, I use is, he said, Jesus is the... Uh, is both the sample of the kingdom and the substance of the kingdom. And what he says is the substance of the kingdom is the fullness of God's healing that all of us will experience when we are fully with Jesus. But there were these times, and he talked about the story of John 11, where he goes to he raise Lazarus from the mm -hmm. dead. And he says, I am the resurrection of the life. And what he's saying is, is, I am the full substance of everything you have ever believed. And there is a full resurrection and life coming. He says, but he doesn't leave Mary and Martha there. He goes, I want to give you a picture yeah. of it. And the example he used was, he said, and I, so I'll use this in, in my case, I love to bake. And my girls have started to love to bake with me because they know if I go and I do the work with daddy of baking, there's going to come a point before he puts that cake in the oven where I get to dip my finger in mm -hmm. and I get to taste the batter. And sometimes that's the best part. Mm -hmm. And he said, he goes, that's what it's like when you work alongside Jesus with people who are suffering is sometimes it is heartbreaking and you never get to, you know, not until we get to the substance of the kingdom will I get to see this person whole. He goes, but every so often you pray mm -hmm. and every so often you work and God goes, do you want a taste of the kingdom? Mm -hmm. Do you just want to get a little bit of a foretaste of what's this like? So this is what I'd say is if the reason you're bringing this up is because you look at the brokenness of our world or there's someone in your life who is suffering, from afar, I see how that wrecks people's faith, mm -hmm. that you look at sin and brokenness and you go, that's that's horrible. And I can't imagine how some kind of peace or patience would be better than just fixing it. Sure. Until you get close with somebody and you get close to the suffering and you love people and you serve them and you become a part of God's thing, I think over time you start to see this taste of the kingdom. And it to me, it has enlivened my faith. Mm -hmm not brought it down. And so I would just encourage you in, in the case mm -hmm. to draw near and to pray about it and to trust that God's working good, whether it's going to come in the fullness of the kingdom or maybe, just maybe, you'll get to see a taste of it now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's powerful. Well, I, I would encourage you on this thing too. I keep, I keep thinking, because I've had this question from people all the, uh, in lots of different ways. Like Jason said, people who aren't Christian, who go, I must have done something wrong yeah. to cause this or somebody. But I would just say you need to think this all the way through if you're a follower of Jesus and you're the one asking this, that I believe all disease is caused by sin. Well, that would indicate that all consequences are sin or visible. But you probably also know you have sinned and it hadn't been visible to anybody. Hmm. The other side of that that I always say to people is, have you ever received a good thing that you know you didn't deserve? Mm -hmm. And most people, if they're honest, realize, I had this conversation with a group of guys the other day. I said, one of the biggest blessings I've received in my life is that I got born in the United States yep. and I played zero part in that. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't decide to get born. I don't even know how a person would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get to decide who would b- bear me. But my standard of living was significantly higher the moment I was born than people who are smarter than me, who work harder than me, who got born in a different country. Mm. And so I got blessings that just came to me as evil and broken as I am. So there's good that happens to people that they don't cause. Yeah. And there is bad that happens to people mm-hmm. that they don't cause. And in both of those situations, God's at work. And I don't think we realize in a country that's as blessed as we are that a lot of the damage that is being done to us personally is being done by blessings Mm. that we feel like we somehow earned. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's corroding us. Yes. And the consequences of that are largely hidden until they suddenly become visible to you. Mm. And it's often through things like you allowed that to become more important than relationships in your life. And you, mm. yep. you, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's a logical fallacy. And I know I get caught up into that more than other people of those kind of things. People when they're hurting go, well, this, and it's not always personal. It's no. just, it often is a struggle for control. I see people suffering and I figure they must have done something that caused that because I'm a fearful that that might happen to me. But yep. so I'm trying to be really good. I'm trying uh-huh. to be really good. That's right. So that I can control whether anything <clears throat> bad happens to me. Yeah. But ultimately we are meant, we like fish are meant to live in water. Human beings are meant to live by faith and everybody does. It's just what you put your faith in. I either put my faith in myself and the ability to control the outcomes of my life, which ultimately will fail you, or you put your faith in the one who created you, who won't fail you mm-hmm. in the good or bad or life. But a fish can't live out of water, and there are no human beings that are not currently operating their life on faith in something. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. That's right. No, that's not the question you asked, but that's where my <laughs> where frazzled us. little mind that's took That's where it me. took us. So that's good. <laughs> All right. So I hope that helps, um, whether it's you who is struggling through this personally um, or if maybe you're struggling to, to know what to say to people. I, mm-hmm. I come across a lot of folks that that's the big thing. I see something bad going on with somebody, and and I want to help them give a reason, and often we, we go to that balancing thing, and it's hard to just say, you know what? I don't really know why that. That yeah, the best thing it's to, okay say to, to say to anybody, I don't know. if you're not suffering, the best thing to say to a person suffering is, I'm so sorry. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm here with you. I'm with you. That's I'm right. with you. There, there isn't much else that's mm-hmm. of any value to anybody. I was just having this conversation with my wife who, uh, she was having uh, lunch with a friend who has just gone through the worst tragedy you can imagine a family having to go through. They have mm-hmm. lost a child. And um, she was, you know, she says, pray for me. I don't know what to say. And I said, that's okay. Because you don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. You just you just need to say, I'm sorry, and I'm here. And I said, and just listen. And right. and and we need to be reminded of that. And she knew that before she even asked me. But it we we feel that need. We want to fix it. We want to take away the pain. And, and you can't. The best you can do in that moment is feel it with them as best as you can. And um, and if you're God the one that are suffering and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what you did to cause it, I, I think I can say, well, I don't know the circumstances. There may be some mistake you made that caused a part of your suffering. That may be very well true. 
but it wasn't because God decided to punish you. There that's are right. decisions we make that have natural consequences oh, yeah. to them. Sin is its own punishment. Yeah, that's right. It, so, it, it carries with it mm-hmm. the consequences. So don't spend your life in the middle of your suffering trying to figure out what God is doing to punish you. Try to figure out how you can just trust him in the middle of it. And uh, you will grow better doing that than trying to figure out, if I get this cleaned all up, God will fix it miraculously. Yep. That's not the best solution to this problem. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, come back next week. We have uh, we have another twofer. Uh, we have two questions we're going to answer. One is a very quick one, but the other one, uh, we, we're going to get off in the weeds on this one. Like I guarantee you. So uh, this will be fun. Um, it's a little bit about a little bit about what we talked about. What what does God know? What does He make happen? And all of that. A lot of people want to know that stuff. So we'll get into that again next week. All right. Have a great one, guys. See you next time.